This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go to the phone lines right now and be joined by our Odyssey NFL insider, Peter King. All insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Very happy right now to be joined by Peter King of NBC Sports. I believe that he is the best sports writer covering the National Football League. Peter, happy to have you join us today. Hey, good to be on with you again, Carrington. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I've seen comparisons to Dan Marino today for Josh Allen. I've seen comparisons to Phillip Rivers for Josh Allen today. You've covered this sport for a long time. Do you feel like Josh Allen will eventually win a Super Bowl? I do, but, you know, I also, the first Super Bowl I ever covered was Montana Marino in Joe Montana's second year in the NFL. And at the end of that game, everybody said, oh, he'll get back. Don't worry about it. Uh, He'll get back multiple times. He never got back. So I don't know, but Josh Allen is, to me, he's right behind Patrick Mahomes right now. He and Lamar Jackson, for my money, right now. Uh, and again, look, Burrow is probably going to resume his place. If he comes back healthy, Jalen Hurts could too. Uh, but things change quickly in the NFL. I just think right now that Josh Allen was, I thought, extremely good in this game until – I thought inexplicably at the two-minute warning, they threw two passes uh, way downfield when they should should have just been trying to move the chains at that point, get another first down, make Kansas City use their, their last two timeouts, and, uh, and then try to score at the end, either that or kick the field goal, just a chip shot rather than a 44-yarder. But look, we can all quibble. That's more than a quibble probably, but we can all quibble. I just thought they didn't handle it that great at the end. 
I'm in the same place as you are. I mean, Kansas City scored their last touchdown with 14.30 left in the fourth quarter, and Buffalo had three straight possessions down three points to go take the lead or tie the game, and they missed all of those opportunities. This is a really interesting offseason for Buffalo. Gabe Davis is a free agent. Micah Hyde is a free agent. They have a couple others. Josh Allen money really starts to kick in, and he's going to have a $47 million cap hit. This is a really interesting next 90 days for Buffalo and how they try to retool this team? Well, I agree with you, uh, and I've seen a lot of discussion about uh, what exactly the, you know, the, the, the chances are for the Buffalo Bills uh, going forward. But I, I, I honestly think I, one of the things that is fun about the NFL is that there's a jillion people who cover it and who write and say a lot of different things. One of the worst things about the NFL is that there's a jillion people who cover it and who write and say a lot of different things. Um, people who will say that, well, that's it for Josh Allen. Uh, his uh, salary cap number is going to be monstrous next year, 47 million or whatever it is. Um, and so therefore it's going to cost them this guy, that guy, the other guy. Look, the only bad contract now, in retrospect, Bills signed is Vaughn Miller. And that's a bad contract. He's become an ineffective player, and he's still on the books next year for, I think, 10.7 guaranteed and a cap number of $24 million. <clears throat> Everything else is just really the cost of doing business. And I think the Bills are going to be fine. They'll figure it out. Everybody always panics about the salary cap at the end of January. Uh, I don't think Brandon – I think Brandon Bean will have some problems. They'll, they'll lose people, but I think they're going to be fine. Right now, we're talking to Peter King of NBC Sports. All our insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blends Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too – Peter, I was listening to Tom Brady's podcast, and he said that Patrick Mahomes is a player who always comes through in the big moments. I can't think of a bigger compliment from a better person than Tom Brady to say that. I'm just thinking about all time, and there are some players you think about how great they were in clutch moments, like Tiger Woods on the Masters wearing the red or Michael Jordan. I I think you have to put Patrick Mahomes in that conversation, given the fact that he has won 13 of his first 16 postseason games. Yeah, I mean, to me, you know, he is state-of-the-art right now. Um, And when you have a guy who has been as clutch as he has been in big moments for so long and to make the championship game all six years uh, that he's been the quarterback for this team is amazing. But I think – I think the list in football anywhere, anyway, probably uh, starts with Brady and Montana, uh, and maybe you'd have to go back to Otto Graham, who played 10 years for the Cleveland Browns, played in the championship game all 10 seasons, and won seven of them. I, I, I think if, if you were to do, you're just asking me off the top of your head, those would be the three guys that Mahomes would be competing with right now. 
Right now, we're talking to Peter King here for a couple of more minutes. We had Mitch Holtis on voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, and I asked him what does he see when he watches Baltimore on film. He says that he sees a team that doesn't have any weakness. You followed this Ravens team. When you watched the Ravens, what have you seen from them? A great, tremendous defensive depth um, and the fastest group of receivers that, that uh, Lamar Jackson has ever had. I think one of the other things I find interesting about the Ravens right now is that, so I was at their game. I spent time with uh, Lamar Jackson after the game, wrote this in my column this week. Uh, John Harbaugh told me flat out it's, and I'm paraphrasing him that it's almost like the season started today. This is what Patrick Mahomes has aimed for the entire time this year. All he was concerned with was this. And I asked Mahomes, I asked Mahomes, sorry, I asked Jackson about it directly uh, after the game, and he said to me that, he said, look, I won the MVP in 2019, got the MVP down in South Florida, which is where he's from. Should have been a great time, but he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, I really wasn't happy. I wasn't happy because we had a chance to get to the Super Bowl that year, and we blew it. And that has been what I've explained to my team all along, we need to get home field. If you get home field, you got two home games to get to a Super Bowl. That is a tremendous advantage, and he's absolutely right. And so, you know, I, I'll, I'll kind of fast forward. I went to Buffalo on Sunday and spent a little time with, with Andy Reid after the game. And I think what's going to be interesting about this game, Carrington, is that, you know, Andy Reid told me after the game, he said, I love Lamar Jackson and he said Patrick and Lamar have become fairly close and there's great admiration Patrick really loves them and I think one of the reasons there is this admiration is that Lamar Jackson exactly as Patrick Mahomes is they basically fall they they come from branches of the Brady tree they are not look at me guys they are all about winning I, I'm telling you, Lamar Jackson, I'm sure he'll love it someday. Wow, I won two MVPs. Assuming he wins this year, he probably will. But that means, I'm telling you, it just means nothing to him right now. It's the same thing, that same way that Patrick Mahomes would feel. Uh, what matters to him is winning and uh, winning with a group of guys who he likes. And I think Lamar has taken that a lot from Brady, who is the quarterback he admires the most. And I know uh, Patrick also has taken that same thing from Brady. So I, I think you're going to see a matchup on Sunday of two quarterbacks who really haven't faced each other a lot over the years, over their young years in their career. But I think that they have a lot more in common than people might think. Peter, I've got one Lions question to ask you about and one Niners question to ask yeah. you. First off with Detroit, I mean, this team has been bad for basically as long as you and I both have been alive. Something changed with them as an organization. You're as close to these teams as anybody. When did you notice that Dan Campbell was different than any hire that they've brought in in Detroit? Well, it was three years ago this week when he did the bite the kneecap speech, but he has maintained the exact same thing all along that we're going to be good. I mean, he told me this a couple of weeks ago that, we're going to be good, and when we are, we'll be laughing at these bleepity bleeps who are now 
you know, pointing, having fun with us. But Carrington, the biggest thing about the Detroit Lions that, and I know everyone loves uh, how emotional and how kind of gut wrenching is uh, that Dan Campbell is when when he talks, and you always see his videos from the locker room, and and that's great. But I can tell you this, okay, the real the difference in this team has been that Brad Holmes, this general manager who America really doesn't know, has been utterly fantastic. I mean, his first pick was Panay Sewell. Uh, and in that same draft, he 17th wide receiver pick overall, Amon Ross St. Brown, who's been the best receiver who's come out in that draft. Uh, well, I guess you could argue Jamar Chase, but, I mean, it's it's close. And, and, and I, I think – the one thing that they have done is, you know, Brad Holmes has taken lessons that he learned about succeeding and winning in the middle rounds of drafts from when he worked under Les Snead with the Rams. And he has brought that to Detroit, and he has hit home runs on day two and three of the draft. Last question here, Peter, and I appreciate your time. No one has any questions about San Francisco's roster 2 through 53. I think you can argue they are the most talented team in the league. There are questions about Brock Purdy. I feel worse about San Francisco than I did before their game against Green Bay. I'm not sure if their defense is as good as I thought it was. And Brock Purdy has looked bad really for two straight postseason games. He was not good last year against Dallas. Just Dallas, the injuries, they were worse than them. How confident are you in Brock Purdy to be able to navigate the remainder of this tournament? Well, I mean, he's definitely got some questions to answer. I mean, he played a bad weather game the other day. He seemed to struggle with whether to wear a glove, whether to not wear a glove. He's never been a glove wearer, but evidently the ball was really slippery. The weather was awful, chilly, rainy. So I don't know what that had to do with it, but you're absolutely right. He has caused people to have some questions now about the Niners. Now, I'll say two things. Number one, this is a guy who needs Debo Samuel to be hugely successful. And if Debo Samuel is 60% or whatever when he plays in the championship game, that would really concern me. It's almost like being, not quite, but it's almost like being without Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel is vitally, vitally important to what they do in the passing game. That's number one. But number two, I just will say that, and I understand the concern, I have some of the concern, but I think people are a little bit early jumping off the bandwagon with Brock Purdy. This is a guy who in week five of this season, and he's had six or seven of these games over the last 13 months since he became the starter, In week five of this season, he put up 42 points on the Dallas Cowboys. And for the first time since Next Gen has been doing stats since 2016, he had four passes, touchdown passes in that game that he made on the run outside the pocket. The first time they've ever had four in one game where a guy made four touchdown throws on the run against Really, a good guy, obviously, Micah Parsons chasing him. 
And look, I understand he's got to do it. He really does. And we know that the Baltimore game, everybody remembers that, you know, he was poor in that game, even though two of the interceptions were tipped uh, two of his four interceptions. But I think he's one of those guys, Carrington, when I, I covered coincidentally uh, his first game that he ever played of any substance, the one where he came in for Garoppolo a year ago, December, uh, and he had to come in and he lengthened the lead and he played great. And I remember after the game, I talked to him and I said, hey, the reward you get for winning this game is obviously you're playing next week. Your first NFL start comes against Tom Brady. And he goes, hey, cool. That guy's been playing football longer than I've been alive. And that's just kind of who he is. He's a he, he's a guy who is not going to really care or read a lot about what is said about him. Uh, and I think he only cares what the guys in his locker room feel because he understands that nothing at all can help him other than what he does on the field in a game. And I think he'll realize that Sunday. He's going to have to do it, though. You're right. There are questions anew about him and the spotlight will shine brightly on him Sunday. That is Peter King joining us on the show today. He is our Odyssey NFL insider. All insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Also, be sure to read Peter King each week with NBC Sports. It is a must-read column, Football Morning in America. I think he is the best sports writer covering the National Football League. Peter, it's always an honor to talk football with you. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. Thanks so much, Carrington. Great being with you. Absolutely. That's Peter King joining us on the show. Appreciate his time. Coming up on the other side, let's talk about Josh Allen. Many of you are making the Dan Marino and Phillip Rivers comparison for Buffalo's quarterback. I think it's a little bit unfair. I'll explain. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You're listening to The Drive with CDOT on 610 Sports Radio. I don't want to be in this position, but I'll be in this position. I think we are being a little bit unfair to Josh Allen. 
And maybe I'm part of it because I certainly got my laughs and my follies off on Josh Allen yesterday. It's something that I enjoy. If we can't make fun of the losing team, this isn't a job that I want to do anymore. It's one of my favorite things about the job. But you know what? It's a Tuesday now. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. I want to play for you guys what Mitch Holtz had to say yesterday. And he compared Josh Allen to Phillip Rivers. I'm Wes Montooth holding the ladder of Josh Allen, anchorman in the bear cave. Like, I respect him. I've got mad props for that guy. His background, what he's overcome, what he's done, his amazing talent. But that game yesterday, and you can the reaction nationally to him has been, is he Phillip Rivers now? Because that's the comparison he's getting, where before he was getting compared to Patrick Mahomes. So he's at a tipping point right now in his career. So are the Buffalo Bills. They have got... They got cap issues. The 24 bills are going to look different than the 23 bills. They're trying to figure out where they go from here. But I've got mad props for Josh Allen. But he has to be sitting there thinking, where do I go from here? This is where I will defend Josh Allen. Because Nick Wright has been calling him this. I'm looking at the text line. Our top text. I've been calling him mobile Phillip Rivers for three years now. I need my royalties. Text line is filled with he is either Dan Marino or Phillip Rivers. This is where I will say, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Josh Allen is 27 years old. I want to go through you some prominent quarterbacks and when they won their first ring. Now, sure, there are some quarterbacks that won it before this time. Russell Wilson won it when he was 25. Patrick Mahomes won a championship when he was 24 years old. Ben Roethlisberger was 23. Brady was 24. Sure. There are some quarterbacks that do it very early on in their career. Brett Favre won his first championship at 27 years old. Elway won his first championship at 37 years old. Peyton Manning, who was one of the five greatest quarterbacks that we have ever seen, he won his first championship when he was 30 years old. Eli was 27 when he won. Drew Brees was 31 years old when he won a championship. Matthew Stafford was 34 years old. Flacco was 28 years old. I'm not here to be a Josh Allen defender. But we don't have to now define his career at 27 years old on what he's going to be. And if you are calling him Phillip Rivers, I would just ask this question. No one else from this era has won a championship yet other than Patrick Mahomes. Now, I would love for Pat to win all the Super Bowls, but I don't think he's going to win all of them. As great as Tom Brady was, I mean, other people won a championship I mean, Tom Brady didn't win a championship from Super Bowl 39 until 49. That's a whole lot of other people that won championships in the middle of that. If you think he's Phillip Rivers, if I gave you a million-dollar DraftKing bet right now, FanDuel a million dollars, and I give you a million dollars for every active quarterback that you think wins the Super Bowl, and if you miss on any of them, I take all the money away. Who are you putting chips down on? Because Pat has his. He can only add to it. There's three other quarterbacks that are remaining in this final four who have never won a championship. We saw Jared Goff in the Super Bowl. It was one of the worst performances we've ever seen. 
one of the least enjoyable football games that I've ever been a part of. You've got Lamar on the other side, who people don't think is good in postseason performances, and the other quarterback is Brock Purdy, who was the final pick in the draft. Now, Kansas City very well could win the Super Bowl and Patrick could get his third or one of those other quarterbacks who have massive question marks will get their first Super Bowl out of this. And so far, if you believe the line, the Chiefs to be underdogs in two of those games. They, they're an underdog this week and they will be an underdog against San Francisco with that same quarterback who was the last pick in the draft. If you had to put a chip down on I still think Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl. Maybe I end up being wrong, but I think he is far too talented. I think he is too good of a player to not eventually get there and not eventually get the opportunity. I think that Joe Burrow is too good to not get a chance to win a Super Bowl at some point. I think Lamar is too good. I think CJ Stroud is too good. There's too many young, good quarterbacks in the league for me to think that all of them end up ringless. Somebody wins a ring. I think Josh Allen is one of them. I feel like it's it's odd because I feel like maybe this is Kansas City-centric or it happens all across the country. It's just new to Kansas City because having that guy at quarterback is new to Kansas City. I know it's been happening for six, seven years now, but historically it's new to Kansas City. But there is a thought among Chiefs fans that other players being good is a threat to Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen is a good quarterback. That doesn't mean he's Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. He's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson is good. Eventually, those guys are going to one of them, all of them, two of them, whatever, are going to win a title. During Brady's reign over the NFL, where he just reigned supreme, became the greatest quarterback of all time, won titles in three different eras. During that timeline, other quarterbacks won. Eli Manning got two in that timeline. Aaron Rodgers got one. But, Rob, what I think it is... It happens. Yeah, but what I what I think is different maybe with Chiefs fans in this, and I'll, I'll defend Chiefs fans in this. Like, I, I, I understand it. You didn't have to go through the grind that almost every other fan base that has a superstar had to. You went through that grind before you had Patrick Mahomes. But hell, even it took Michael Jordan five years, six years to win a championship. You went through the playoff failures with Mike early on in his career. And then you eventually put a team together to win a championship. You want to talk about instant success Patrick Mahomes takes over as the starting quarterback of the team, and less than 18 months later, he hands you a Super Bowl. You never had to go through the grind that Buffalo Bills fans have to go through or what Indianapolis Colts fans had to go through. They are in a very unique situation in terms of their superstar and getting to a championship because it happened for Mahomes faster than it happened for almost any of these other players that we talk about. So, again, I'm not here to defend Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is a major reason of why they lost last week. I think he is a big reason of why they lost the game. But I'm just not ready to say that he's not winning a championship at 27 years old. And eventually, someone else from this current crop wins a ring. I don't know who's going to be first. It could be Lamar Jackson this season. It could be Brock Purdy. It could be Joe Burrow next year. But other guys eventually start winning championships. 
I'm just going to guess that Buffalo's quarterback is just going to be one of those players. Cam Newton eventually made it to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan eventually made it to the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford eventually got their chance. Some of those guys cashed in. Some of those guys didn't cash in. But eventually, other people are going to start handing in those chips and getting those opportunities. Coming up on the other side, I found one of the funniest internet pages that I've ever seen. I'll tell you how it relates to the Chiefs. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Kansas City is Nick Bolton. Can I get a big old M-I-Z? You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I promise you that we are going to get back to very serious football things here coming up in a bit. But you guys remember yesterday how I went on the Bills Reddit page and I was reading their comments. Now, I was alerted to something else on the internet. So Taylor Swift has a Reddit page as well. And on this Reddit page, Rob, because of Taylor's, you know, involvement in the game and in the and in the broadcast they have started a running game thread so they can interact with each other during the games I'd like to read to you some of the things that the Swifties are saying in their game conversation because I found them to be pretty interesting this is an insane rule does anyone understand it it's okay it's fine We'll just make another stop. I'm so lost. Yikes. What is a touchback? <laughs> to be fair, that rule does stink. Good job, Swifties. I'm just I'm just reading to you what the Swifties are saying amongst themselves. I mean, that could be an NFL fan. That rule is very difficult to understand. I don't have a problem with either team. Both teams played very hard. But I always get sad when I see the Bills get eliminated. They deserve to win a Super Bowl. After going to four Super Bowls and losing every single one. That's heartbreaking. Another Swifty. A confident footballer shot his shot in July of 2023. And here I am watching his brother get shirtless on television. And I'm cheering him on. What a ride. Very Taylor accurate. Swift is creating unity. Be honest. Your wife hasn't been that interested in watching football when it was just Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Now that Taylor Swift is part of these games, she wants to watch him with you. It's okay to admit it. You've had more peace and harmony in your home since Taylor Swift appeared. Someone else on the Swifty page. 
This was the first American football game I've ever watched. And I got to say, people way overreact to how much Taylor is actually shown. It was only four or five times in a game that lasts four hours. Why is everyone so dramatic? Great question, Swifty. I don't have the answer either. I'm just as confused as you are. This is my favorite one, Rob. I hope that Buffalo's kicker doesn't beat himself up too much. It's an awful situation to be in. I hope that he has a great support system around him. <laughs> this is the opposite of toxic. <laughs> That's a great one. I'm serious. <laughs> it's so good. I hope he has a great support system around him. Me too. I don't want Tyler Bass to hurt himself. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. I mean, I'm happy that he missed. I'm thrilled that he missed. It's better for all of us that he missed. But I do hope that he has a great support system around him. That's that's very that's very caring. Very, very caring. Shout out to the Swifties, man. That and one enjoying the game. That one about Jason Kelsey is the most apt one. A football player shot his shot, and here I am cheering his brother shirtless. That is like we do our NFL predictions back in August. And listen, our boss always tells us predictions are a foolish game because people are wrong more often than they're right. How much money would I have to give you to say, hey, Carrington, you know what the story of the Chiefs season is going to be? Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. It's a great point. It's a great point. So I can see how fans of his girlfriend are thinking to themselves, what am I doing being happy Jason Kelsey is shirtless on CBS? It looks like they were having a great time. It really did. Just look like they were having just a phenomenal time. The tweet about the tweet about Tyler Bass is just one of the greatest things I've ever read. I just hope he has, you know, it sucks. I hope he has this great support system around him. That's that's real caring. That's real concern that the Swifties have for him. Real concern. I want to play some audio for you guys very quickly. It's not related to Taylor Swift. It's back to serious football things. This is from Sean O'Hara. He used to play for the Giants, I believe. He does work with NFL Network. Now, I get things wrong. I would like to think this season I have shot an incredibly high percentage. But I get things wrong from time to time. It's the game. I give my predictions. When I get things right, you guys don't give me nearly enough credit for getting those things right. When I get things wrong, you guys will never let me live down that I got it wrong. It's the job. That's our relationship. I appreciate you for it. I always say that a hater is someone who is incapable of giving credit when credit is due. And a lot of times I think in our profession is just you inherently want to be right about things. If I say I think Team X is going to win, I am secretly hoping that they win so I can come on here and tell you that I was right. Or when I tell you that I think a player is going to be good, Rob and I were just arguing about Jamison Williams for the Lions. I still have not given up hope. I still think he has a chance of being a good NFL wide receiver. If he just deletes FanDuel off his phone, he's got a shot. This audio is from this morning. I can understand if this audio is from the summer. That would actually make sense to me. This audio is from earlier today. Like, I don't know how you can watch the game on Sunday and then go on television or the radio and then say the next 
70 seconds of what Sean O'Hare said earlier today on NFL Network. As NFL fans, we got robbed by another chance for to see more Josh Allen in that game. If the kicker makes the field goal, we're going into overtime. So I go back to that 13-second game where they changed the overtime rules because of that game because Josh didn't get a chance to do that. But look, I would those rankings right there, I mean, you could change them week to week if you want. But still, I'm taking... Regardless of the outcome, I'm taking Josh Allen every single time. Why are you taking Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes, the guy who's won multiple Super Bowls? He's been a multiple MVP both in Super Bowls and the regular season. I think Mahomes has the better team. That's why. But but, but pure quarterback play, I think Josh Allen is is better. You're not going to get me going, Varro. Now, get me going viral on that. That that came from Sean. Sean O'Hara, that did not come from Bucky Brook. No, 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 no. You can't argue that the Chiefs have a better defense right now. Uh, I mean, they do have a better defense. Better tight end, better running back, better offensive line. So, look, Mahomes, this is not a disrespect on Mahomes. Look, I mean, if Josh Allen, it's 1A and 1B right there. Like I said, you can, you know, alternate them week to week. But Chiefs have the better team. Mahomes has the better team. Josh Allen, he's still looking for some help. Can I get somebody to catch the ball? Can I get somebody to make the field? Oh. I'm going to ask a question that's going to upset some of you, and that's fine. When you say that Josh Allen has better pure quarterback play, is he saying what I think he's saying? Because that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Pure quarterback play, what does that even mean? Like I, I, I've seen Patrick Mahomes and I've seen Josh Allen play. What part of pure quarterback play is Josh Allen better at than Patrick Mahomes? We're going to say that this year Patrick Mahomes has the better team when his team led the NFL in drops this year? When his tight end is 34 years old? We're ne- the Chiefs have the superior team than Buffalo? Josh Allen's not better than Patrick Mahomes, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be better than Patrick Mahomes to beat Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady's lost before, right? Peyton Manning's lost before, right? The better quarterback doesn't win all the games. But what really cracks me up about the media's defense of Josh Allen is they make it seem like all of these random occurrences happened to Josh Allen and he just had no control over it. You had the ball three times in the fourth quarter. And your team didn't score. How many more chances does Josh Allen need to get to beat Patrick Mahomes? Because he had 60 minutes a couple of years ago in the postseason. And that stinking coin toss, it was so unfair, so he didn't get a chance. And now in this game, they had the ball three separate times in the fourth quarter with the chance to go down the field and tie or take the lead in the game. And Buffalo did not score on any of those drives. Josh Allen was 7 for 14 and threw for 44 yards in the fourth quarter. So he was not good in the fourth quarter. They had first and 10 from the Kansas City 27-yard line, gained one more yard, and kicked a 44-yard field goal with the kicker who had missed two field goals last week. It seems like we are easy to say that other players aren't good enough. Why are we so hesitant to say that towards Josh Allen? He wasn't good enough. That's okay. You'll get another opportunity next season. But on Sunday's game, it was called right down the middle. It was fair. 
You even fumbled on your final drive, and you guys still retain possession. You tried to turn the football over, and the football gods, hey, they, they were smiling down on you. The game could have ended right there. It wasn't that somebody else fumbled. You fumbled in that scenario. He said we got robbed of a we didn't get robbed of anything. The game played out the way it played out. We're not debating a controversial call in this game. This isn't a we're not debating whether the ref should have called the James Bradbury. Buffalo had the ball with eight minutes to go at home straight up. You didn't execute. That's how you lose in the postseason. That's life. You put yourself in that situation. <laughs> You're down in that scenario. You were losing. You were losing. You lost. And then I hate that now we make it seem like, all right, let's say that Buffalo makes the field goal. Kansas City has the ball back. It's not like they kicked the field goal with one second left that we were for sure going to overtime. There was there was a minute 53 left. Kansas City has an opportunity to go down the field and get in field goal range. I just don't know why we do this with Josh Allen. Like, whenever Lamar is the reason why they lose, we just blame Lamar. Hey, he's not good enough. Hey, I don't, I don't know. Now with Josh, it's, oh, man, we really got – it was really unfair. No, it wasn't unfair. I can't think of a much more fair fourth quarter than that. Both teams touched the ball an equal amount of times, and one team scored more points in the fourth quarter than the other team. That's how you lose. Like, all I hear in that is, well, you know, Buffalo would have won if they hadn't lost. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That's I, I can't I can't agree with you anymore. They would have won if they hadn't lost. I just don't know why we do this with Josh Allen. He's still good. Nobody's taking that away from him. He got a $200 million contract. He's been on the cover of Madden before. I'm sure he'll be on some cool commercials. Josh Allen's great. He just ain't Pat. Steve Young was on the Adam Schefter podcast, and he was asked if he thinks Josh Allen will ever get the monkey off his back. Here's what Steve Young had to say. Football, even when you're Superman, Superman needs help. And you need enough help to go get it done. And I've always, I've said for the last three years, they have a good team, but he needs more help around him because they ask him to be Superman too much. Patrick Mahomes has figured out a way to, like Brock Purdy or like those efficiency guys that I talk about, Give me the play. I'll get the most out of it. And then I'll put the cape on. But you notice the Bills, suddenly things get crazy. And then he he puts the cape on before the play's even finished. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't forget about this Indiana Jones thing. I'm putting the Superman cape on and I'm going. And the, you do that over. That was Patrick Mahomes' problem early in his career. He put the cape on too often. And then you just can't. You cannot keep it up. You can't make enough plays. You can't. You need to be able to call the play in the huddle and have a running game and have people that can, and then, and, and, and he needs to more just drop the ball. Look at that last drive. And uh, I, I think Tony mentioned it on the, on the telecast. It's like, look, there's people open underneath, just drop it to them, get the, get the, get in people's hands, make the, make, make it an efficiency game as well. Make mm -hmm. it a Superman and efficiency. That's when you, that's the superpower. And I think that in many ways, Josh is a Josh is you know you, look it's Patrick it's Josh now it's Lamar Lamar was I said you remember on on the camera I said I he's damned with what they're doing in Baltimore he cannot get into this group 
Now I say he's absolutely in this group, might be the leader of this group, and Joe Burrow. And, and Herbert could join if he got the right coaching and the right help. Those are the super. Those are the supermen of uh, of today's game. I want to give you guys a stat really quickly about this game. Josh Allen completed two passes on Sunday, in which the ball traveled more than five yards. Patrick Mahomes did that with MVS. It's not counting any other receiver. Just MVS. He had two passes completed on Sunday in which the ball traveled more than five yards. You want to know why Pat has so much success in the postseason is because Pat figures out in these games in which every possession matters to get the absolute most out of every single possession. Even when you're frustrated because they kicked a field goal, you still are taking profit every single time. You can win doing that. Patrick Mahomes plays a winning style of football once you get to this point in the season. He wasn't perfect. He missed that touchdown pass to MVS in the first half of the game. Patrick Mahomes was 17 of 23. He completed 74% of his passes, 215 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. He has not thrown an interception in his last five games. They haven't lost any of those games. He might throw an interception across his body against the Raiders on Christmas Eve that make you just, what in the world were you doing? He might throw a 50-50 ball up in the air that makes you scratch your head. When it comes to these games and when they get to the most important parts of the game, he's not making a mistake. That's what made the second half against Cincinnati so confusing because it was the most unlike Patrick Mahomes thing we have ever seen him do. He doesn't make that throw in the overtime to Demarcus Robinson down the field that gets interception. He has no track record of doing that in the postseason. That's the difference. Josh Allen, two separate times, I thought had guys open. It's second and nine. Diggs is open in the middle of the field. It's not going to be a flashy sports center play. But, hey, you complete that. He gets eight yards. It's now third and one, and your entire playbook is open. And maybe you make the decision to go for it because you're ready to sweep the leg and try to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in regulation. But you miss fire on second down. It's now third and nine. It's an obvious passing down. And then you two-hopped it in the middle of the field. It's now an incompletion, and now you're forced to take a field goal. We obviously don't know how the end of the game would have played out. I feel pretty confident that if you give Kansas City the ball with eight minutes to go, down three, they get points. They maybe don't score a touchdown. They get points in that scenario. Pat is going to figure out a way for you to get points. He ain't letting Harrison Bucker decide whether or not they're winning that game or not. They're going to get points with that much time left. Josh Allen left it up to Tyler Bass to try to go win the football game, and they lost. So I, I, I don't feel bad that Josh Allen didn't get another opportunity. He got plenty of opportunities in the fourth quarter of the game. Kansas City had a fumble in the, the Kansas City had a fumble that directly took points off the board. They were going to score on that drive. Even if they were going to get something on that drive. You got the ball back and then went three and out and then got another opportunity and had to settle for a field goal. 
Buffalo had plenty of chances to try to go win that football game, and they didn't. It's okay to say their quarterback wasn't good enough on Sunday, I promise. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. That's coming up, and we'll also get to the top stories of the day in Kansas City. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.